have to be experiencing it too. Yes. There's a, there's a concept that if you live in the past, you will feel depression. Mm -hmm. And if you live in the future, you will feel anxiety. And the only true place of calm and peace is in the present moment. Time is a charm. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> never said technology was our strength. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we're not all perfectionists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So here we are. Uh, like I was saying in the seventh or the sixth take of this whole thing, we we are in a very unique situation right now. My uh, Myself and Linda are hanging out on Oahu in Hawaii. Uh, she is one of my best friends, and Alana and I are honored and excited to add her to the conversation today, bringing mm -hmm. some <laughs> amazing uh, insight to a unique conversation. Can you hear the jet above us? I can. You know, like, <laughs> a roll because pretty soon you'll hear my vacuum upstairs, too. <laughs> this is and called improv, improv podcast. Amazing. Yeah, start where you are. I know, I know it's going to be one of our best. I know it's going to be one of our best, which yeah. is amazing. I love it. So we were uh, we were discussing earlier what sort of a topic that we wanted to chat about, and Alana had suggested that Linda, being the guest, would uh, give some inspiration to the the topic that we wanted to chat about. So, what was it, Linda? So, um, first of all, hi. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for. Um, for honoring me and, and uh, letting me be on your podcast. It's a pretty cool experience. Um, and what we were talking mm -hmm. about earlier was about the duplicity of feeling like we are doing what we're called to do and living our best life, but uh, we feel some, source of, some sense of guilt or responsibility for the people who we love who aren't able to make those choices for themselves because of their current situation or because they're just choosing not to. Right. Uh, and, and how that, you know, affects our ability to be able to really be in the moment and uh, enjoy where we are while still being um, honoring what we feel we're called to do in order to help mm -hmm. our community and our family. You know, it's mm -hmm. coming about, it's coming about because we are in a circumstance right now. So first of all, um, being myself, being in Hawaii here, um, the love of my, my first love, which is why my second love is my amazing girlfriends. My third love is, well, I have yet to find him, <laughs> but, um, living, being here at this point in time, when there is a very unique circumstance going on in Canada with all the rest of the people that I love, obviously Alana, you and Rob mm -hmm. and the girls and everybody are still there. And mm -hmm. it, it's, really truly drawing up this exact conversation these feelings is not feeling not having a sense of uh responsibility inside me specifically to mm -hmm. want to interfere control influence push people to live live in the way that i'm feeling in my life which is free and joyous and vital and 
mm-hmm. and you know inspired and not not just doing that but honestly when I'm making my choices in my life based on inspiration I somehow find myself often it's not that I don't have ch- challenges or hardships or choices trust me you both know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um but at the same time I find myself often in literally a, an experience of awe like holding on this is amazing and I want that for everybody that I love mm-hmm. but not um you know and then I stick my fingers in it and say hey you know but I want you guys to feel what I'm feeling and first mm-hmm. of all are you feeling what I'm feeling where you're at <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and, uh, so I, that's where this whole conversation I, I really appreciate Linda you having the insight to have this conversation because I think it couldn't be more relevant to um, I think what a lot of people are experiencing right now in, in their own ways, in their own, you know, capacity. And, you know, it's certainly living in Canada right now is um, bringing that to a head in a lot of ways, right? There's a sense of what life do I want to choose? What life do I want to participate in? How do I want to participate and I think it's, you know, as I reflected on it, because it's been top of mind, you know, for the last couple of weeks, particularly as I'm in a position where my career path could change um, based on the potential um, of mandates coming through in my province. And uh, I think the, I think where, you know, when I reflect on that, where that heart comes from is because, you know, our soul desires to be in community and in unity with people and so as much as we have responsibility for our own personal existence and how we're going to live that life inevitably we are built for community we're built to do it with others and of course we love and we want to see the best for other people you know and and the hard part is recognizing what's ours and what's not right in the sense you know, to facilitate, to, you know, trailblaze, to, you know, encourage, support, you know, those are all things that we have capacity to do. But then also recognizing that even though if I, my ego thinks it knows what's best, um, the truth is I actually don't know what's best for other people. Um, and that I really do need to let them live that experience, even if it means that they're choosing suffering, even if it means that they're choosing to be in a, a situation that's maybe not how I would choose to, to, to exist in that space. So I think um, right now it's, you know, it's not until we generally feel uncomfortable and we're having to face some of those choices that sometimes, you know, I think it's, it's natural for us to want to reflect on that and figure that out. I mean, I struggle sometimes between not just what is right for me, but my, my spirit is a helping spirit. I always want to be, you know, that's why I do the work I do. That's why we're doing this podcast, right? I want to be able to have um, support and, and facilitate people's healing. And um, so there's always that element of where can I do that best? In what space? Is it, you know, um, on a beach somewhere? Or is it living in amongst you know, maybe a challenging circumstance because that's where I have, you know, maybe greater purpose or calling. And it's not because I'm necessarily asked, you know, inviting suffering. It's also just part of what that calling is on my life. 
I think uh, I'd like to add a little bit more too when it comes to, um, I mean, we're in it collectively, uh, the collective consciousness, but also the collective community over time is in a position, especially in Canada, because we have not been taught in general to think critically. We have not mm -hmm. been taught to actually prevent, be proactive, think ahead and go, hey, what if I do this? What does that look like in two, three, five, whatever years from now? What does that get me if, 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 if? Now, a lot of people think that way. Mm -hmm. And we find ourselves uh, in circumstances that we're in reaction and we don't have an opportunity because we have put ourselves in those circumstances to live from inspiration because we're having to take care of fundamental aspects of life. We're in amongst a war zone. We're in amongst a Mm -hmm. circumstance that is more suffering and do we then get a chance to live from inspiration with that circumstance I think that's one of the hardest parts that I'm looking at right now is where I was saying to Linda we were out for dinner last night and I mean I showed up here with PTSD and she had to you know remind me for four or five days that I wasn't in it anymore mm -hmm. and um and that I could look more at it than be a part of it and mm -hmm. even just doing that I'm like well how but I feel a responsibility naturally to help and contribute just like you're, you're talking about but how do you you know you're talking about you as a human being which is a critical mm -hmm. thinker an outside of box thinker you're an outlier you're mm -hmm. you're responsible you're proactive you're all of these things but in general mm -hmm. not a lot of people we love are Mm -hmm. so, you know that you know that's where I'm sitting is uh, the whole concept of empathy, passion, passion being passionate, uh, following a calling, but also recognizing that a lot of people aren't didn't set themselves up for that opportunity. Right. And I um, I just want to add to this. My particular situation is quite different in that. Um, we made the choice to leave Canada in 2016 um, mm -hmm. and 2017. And that was for um, business purposes and, and just in a general, like more opportunities in the United States than there were in Canada at that point in time. So I, we made the choice to exit Canada and get a visa in the United States and create a business in the United States back in 2017. And now in hindsight, I've been out of Canada and out of all of the different changes that have been happening. And then when COVID happened, you know, I was actually very surprised at the direction that Canada went um, with all the mandates and, and stuff like that. But I'm sitting on the outside looking in at Canada and many of my loved ones who are trying to navigate their life in the middle of this chaos and unable their choice and their decision if they were to choose to exit Canada is from a completely different place than mine was when I made it. Mm -hmm. So I'm now sitting on the outside of that looking back being very grateful that I made some of the choices that I made and created a life in the United States and now in Hawaii, um, not coming from that place of fear and necessity. It was more right. making a choice for our life. And so back to when Crystal came here, 
the conversation we had was she was very much feeling everything that she had been experiencing in Canada, the, you know, the Mm -hmm. feeling of oppression and, Mm -hmm. you know, being locked down. And I just had to remind her, like, I have the ability because I'm not feeling the fear and I haven't lived in it while COVID is going on to be able to witness it from the outside and see her fear because Crystal is one of the most courageous people that I know, but witnessing the effect that that has had on her living in it and feeling Mm -hmm. like she, you know, you're fighting for your freedoms. You're, Mm -hmm. you're trying, you know, when everyone else is just saying, okay, we're going to wear masks. Okay. We're going to get vaccines. Okay. We're going to do this. And her being able to see, like, I see this going in a bad direction and trying to fight when nobody else was really on Mm -hmm. board or very Mm -hmm. few people were on board because they couldn't see Mm -hmm. the bigger picture. picture. Um, And her still like trying to pull everyone like, no, you guys need, like, this is what I see happening and you guys need to, Mm -hmm be aware or you know just be educated or whatever and now witnessing her being here for a few weeks and seeing her be able to feel some peace and calm and look at it now from a different perspective a a place of calm a place of knowing Mm -hmm. what it feels like being outside of it um but then also um her feeling that Uh, responsibility still of hey you guys need to look at this you need to figure this out or not necessarily the word need probably isn't the correct one but you know I encourage you to look at this I encourage Mm -hmm. you to um, be aware be aware this is the direction that it feels like it's going and are you willing to accept what that looks like after it happens because so far Mm -hmm. it's all happened the way that she's right you know said that it was going to happen which leads us back to the whole topic of this, which is feeling that responsibility while she has made the choice to come here and be in this beautiful paradise while still continuing to educate and form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from the outside in. Um, it's just, a, it's such an interesting. Like Alana was <laughs> saying earlier too, though, it's, um, it's a, so here's the thing. Right now it's Canada but this is a global thing. And we're, mm. and so the general topic of conversation right now is um, trying to connect to inspiration and choosing our choosing from an act of inspiration regularly. And maybe that does put us in the middle and the thick of it a, or mm-hmm. a person puts a person in the middle and the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing I could have chose to be here and Hawaii could get whatever, you know, it's not that this, this circumstance that we're immune to the circumstance there are definitely places in the planet right now that are a lot more alleviated when it comes to the stress and pressures of the everyday life Mm -hmm. and having to deal with it all the time but um going back to the actual topic that linda brought up is how do we participate in it objectively and and still live from a place of inspiration and then and for me detaching myself from the act what other people are doing and and not mm-hmm. feeling like going oh man they're in they're not in a great place and I really want to stay with them well right. trusting yeah. trusting people's own wisdom like trusting yeah. the people who you love trusting that they will follow their own wisdom because we all 
we all have it in us, whether, you know, we're tapping into it or not. So, right. But, but, you know, just trusting that people will make the choice that's best for them. And, and, you know, there has people that do step into those places of discomfort. I mean, there's an element, what I had with the conversation with a friend the other day and, you know, she was like, you know, I'd love to just like pick up and leave and, you know, go hang out somewhere. She's like, but, but she's like, but we also need those people here. You know, like if everybody goes and says, no, I'm out, you know, who's on the ground, you know, carrying the torch, so to speak. And so it's not so much whether you do go or you don't go or whatever that looks like for you. It's just, where do you feel like Crystal, like you're saying, where do you feel most inspired? Where do you feel that you are being called to? Not that you're running away from something, but rather moving towards a space that will provide perspective that will allow you to have come from a place of inspiration in to participate in it. However you feel called to, rather than like being confronted or, you know, when you, when, when you do experience oppression or um, rejection or, um, you know, anything where you're, you're not feeling like you, you are coming from a place of anxiety. I mean, the, you can palpate the energy <laughs> in Canada right now. It's, yeah, I just true. went through it last weekend and I was like, man, it feels heavy. It just feels really heavy. Um, and everybody just, you know, you could see it on them. They just felt a bit defeated. Right. And so when you come from that space, it's hard to, you know, necessarily come from a place of, you know, motivation and inspiration. So I think everybody has to reflect on what, where and how that they can, um, support themselves to come into it from that place. Um, like I said, it's not like a running away from it's, it's actually continuing to participate in the way that you're meant to. It's almost like, how do we become more resilient to the external world? Cause it, you're right, Crystal, it doesn't matter where you are. There's going to be challenges. Um, so that the external world isn't always, um, like you're not like a barometer that's mm-hmm. constantly changing to what's going on the outside, but rather that like your internal balance is consistent and you're supporting yourself in the best way possible so that no matter what's going on on the outside, whether you're immersed in it or from a distance, you have the ability to shine your light because at the end of the day, that's the influence we have on others, right? You hit it right on the head. I think the, um, one of the things that is very apparent is and I, this is the conversation I said to Linda, I said, I kind of am recognizing, oh, I mean, I've, I mean, I've seen it forever, but it's absolutely necessary right now for people to shift that heavy, lethargic, um, hard energy that's been thrown at them. And, and what hasn't happened for a, for a lot of people ever is that I think what's being called is an ascension spiritually an ascension, um, sorry, is a jet going over us? Um, there's a, uh, a necessity for people to actually learn and cultivate and know how to follow that inspiration, how to follow, be guided in their choices, to be mm-hmm. grounded in love, grounded in joy, grounded in peace, no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. So 
um, you know, it alleviates, I alleviate the, the guilt constantly by saying, I know what I need to be able to be inspired. Um, my, my first and foremost job and goal every single day is to put myself in that position to be guided. Mm-hmm. And the environment that I'm, that I need, or that is best for me to be, to be guided is, is an external uh, physical experience of ease and joy, you mm-hmm. know, no, you know, less pain in my physical body, less pain in my emotional, spiritual sense, more capability to ground myself there and then teach people to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, it's a huge push right now toward, towards people getting in, not just getting in touch with that, but really, truly cultivating that no matter where they're at, mm-hmm. how they're right. doing that. Because right. not everybody can necessarily, you know, pick up and go. It's actually, how do you cultivate that each and every single day to be resilient, to be strong? I mean, I just um, took a couple of extra days off work here for the purpose of like self-care. So I could mm-hmm. go to some appointments. I was a bit of a cushion today for with my colleague, got some injections done and as we were talking about it, it was kind of, you know, top of line conversation with us too, is like, yeah, it is so important right now that we take care of ourselves because, you know, we are on a front line of supporting people in their mental health and making sure that they're, you know, feeling supported and they're doing their self-care and they're taking care of themselves so that they can come out and respond accordingly and appropriately. And, and, you know, like, again, not from fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way we can do that is, is, is taking care of ourselves. And whether that means you can create the perfect physical environment for you. Great. If that's a possibility. And if it's not a possibility right now, you know, it's creating intention for it, but still working mm-hmm. with what you have right now. Mm-hmm. I just want right. to add, I'll add just a little bit to that in that I think there's a huge, huge influence with, you know, People have their TVs on all the time. They're getting inundated mm-hmm. with social media and all of this negative, um, fearful stuff thrown in their faces. And everyone, everyone feels a huge amount of fear. Mm-hmm. And if people could just take a sh- just a short amount of time each day to disconnect from that, you know, calm your nervous system, mm-hmm. do some, you know, get yourself into a parasympathetic situation which is Mm -hmm. you know doing some deep breathing maybe just a little bit of meditation whether it's guided or not Mm -hmm. and then just think about instead of focusing on all of this crazy problem that we have going Mm -hmm. on focus on what do I want it to look like what are we trying to achieve what do we want not we don't want to be oppressed but what do we want we want right freedom we want choice and just take a small amount of time to focus and get clear on what the objective is what do we actually mm-hmm. want not the problem but the maybe the solution and I don't know if you know we don't necessarily need to come to the solution but just to feel a little bit of a peaceful feeling inside even if it's just for mm-hmm. a few moments a day instead of constantly being in this sympathetic mm-hmm. state where you're fight or flight and that mm-hmm. you know if, if people can take a little bit more time and focus leave some space in your mind for mm-hmm. potential solutions, small or large, um, that goes a long way in mm-hmm. making you feel better about the situation and mm-hmm. potentially creating a solution. 
and it might even be just to get through the day. Like it's yeah. not necessarily to, you know, yeah. the next year, but like, just like some people sometimes myself included, sometimes I'm like, man, I just need to get through today. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel heavy mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes you're absolutely right. It is creating space for that. It's creating intention for that. You know, the funny part, Crystal, you've recommended, um, uh, the book, Rich as Fuck. <laughs> you said it. I did. Alana <laughs> uh, swore. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, I've been, you know, I've been reading it. And one of the beautiful parts about it, as I've reflected, is, and, you know, this isn't a new concept for me. In fact, when I think about it, I'm, you know, I was, I remember doing courses on it when I was in high school, which was basically creating intention, not seeing the limitations, but rather, what you're creating, believing in it so in, intensely that there's no question that it's going to manifest and then not worrying about how it's going to happen. And that's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, obviously she's writing the book around money. I mean, I wrote a book around health and it's the exact same concept. Exactly. You know, when I looked at healing my body, when I, you know, when I was told I had MS, you know, there was an instantaneous moment of like, no, no, that's not going to be my story. And whether or not that was the, the path that my body was on at that, that moment, I knew wholeheartedly and believed it to like, like beyond what anybody could, it wasn't just, Oh gee, I hope so. It was, there's no question that mm-hmm. that is not going to be my reality. And so I had no idea how that was going to manifest. I had no idea the path I was going to have to take to get there. I just knew that that was going to be my reality my body would be healed and MS was not going to be my story. And I mean, it took, I did a lot of things. It took me two years and it was a lot of intention, but it was just every step. This is, I know what I'm creating. There's no doubt in my mind. That's what I'm doing. And it's the same thing with finances. It's the mm-hmm. same thing we're talking about here. It's like, I believe it wholeheartedly that this is the life I'm going to have, which is free, which is, you know, motivating, which is, you know, whatever it might be. It's unique for each of us, right? But, but having, not worrying about how it's going to happen, because that's where we get stuck. Cause we're like, oh, well, that's never going to happen because, you know, so, so and so government is in power or, oh, there's corruption here or, or whatever we think. We just, we, we want something, but then all we do is fill ourselves up with the reasons why it can't be. Mm-hmm. And that's where the oppression and feeling stuck comes from. So it's actually, you're right, taking the steps. And then just trusting the process and not getting caught in how is that ever going to happen? So for, for the sake of, you know, the, the intent of our podcast, which is elevating people and solution oriented mm-hmm. topics, um, the, why don't we, what I'd love to do at this point is give, so again, what's, what are, So we've just talked about all the stuff that, you know, we're all going through and all the stuff that people might be Mm -hmm. going through and, and, you know, talked about, Hey, this is where the ascension or the ability to be beyond it is. Mm -hmm. And you just brought up exactly what we all know. And I know all three of us for sure have experienced it lots in our lives over and over and over again in different Mm -hmm. ways. But let's talk about some of those things. Let's talk about some of the ways that just the simple things that, um, we had an idea. There's a difference between a thought and a knowing, you know, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, a feeling that's completely different. And 
there's no question that inevitably it shows up. How it shows up, it doesn't matter. But what's another an exa another example for you, Alana, that, that would be, I mean, because here's what I want to do. I want to also encourage everybody just to reflect. It's like, that's why I love the book is, again, the second, my nephew, who's amazing, he's 26, he's so cute. I gave it to my nephew and my niece, his wife. And um, he says, I'm, I'm going to read this and then I'll read it to Hannah because <laughs> she's nursing a baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, Auntie, I've been reading the book. I'm like, awesome. He's like, you know, it's actually not all about money. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, I, I know I, I actually do that lots in my life where that I'll, you know, where I'll think of something or something will come to me mm -hmm. and, you know, and based on inspiration, I just know it's going to happen. And the next thing you know, it does. So right. what would be another example? Let's give some examples. So I want to, I want to encourage everybody yeah. to think. Well, I, I mean, I can think of a lot. I mean, the, even I can think about it from like actually writing my book, like the idea of, yeah, I got this concept and it took me 10 years to actually decide. Like, I think that's what it comes to. It's actually stepping into the decision. Like you can think about things all you want, but it, it takes like stepping into the decision and being like, yeah, okay, I'm committed. I'm going to do it. And then I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how I was going to put that together. And it was just trusting that the right people would show up at the right time and I would get connected to the right situations. And sure enough, two years later, it's written, done and published out, right? I mean, I can think about it in relationships. I mean, mm -hmm. when my husband and I got together, it was a pretty tumultuous up and down, like I'm sure most you know, knew, you know, you have the honeymoon phase and then the honeymoon ends and, <laughs> and there's, yeah, you know, the reality of this other person and who they are and where they come from and all their quirks. And, you know, at one point, um, we actually had postponed our wedding, you know, we were going to get married and I just was, we had moved to Kelowna. We were, you know, really, he lived in Vietnam. We did a lot of long distance. So it was the reality of figuring out our relationship. And I remember just being in that mental torture and torment and, and, you know, really just, like, you know, we were going through all the right steps. We were going through counseling and all those things. And I just, you know, felt, and I prayed intensively about like, you know, give me direction, like, let me know. And I just had, I just had a sense one morning, I can still remember the day I woke up in the morning and I just had this overall sense of peace, mm. like where I just knew that this is exactly where it was supposed to be. And it allowed me to own and step into my decision to move mm -hmm. forward, get married. We've been married for almost 15 years and it hasn't been perfect throughout that. And we're human and we go up and down through things, but there's been that committed decision because I mm -hmm. came to that place of decision that no matter what I was willing to show up and participate in it. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I'd made that commitment, a decision. And I mean, there were obstacles we had to go over. Like, like I'm sure everybody's got their stuff where you're like, how are we going to, you know, overcome these things you don't know right but you trust if you just one day at a time walk through it you'll get through it yeah I think that also comes to another topic not another topic but an additional topic we were talking about this also yesterday was wasn't is the end result is in is not necessary you know it's exactly. actually joy in the journey mm -hmm. joy in the journey it is and in fact, actually, I had a barbecue with a, at the new house I moved into, had this barbecue with a bunch of people. 
I would call it an illegal barbecue because we weren't allowed more than 10 people. And blah, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the 27 people that showed up. Um, I just, at one point or another, I said to everybody, hey, you know, let's talk about joy for a second. And I went around the room, 27 people, and just said, where, d- where did you actually experience joy today? Mm-hmm. And because not, that's another thing that we do is we, we have, like you're saying, the insight, the feeling, the concrete decision about something, and you have this end result in mind. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Linda definitely can relate to this also with her athletic backgrounds. And I'd like you to add to this a little bit mm-hmm. more later. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you have, you're determined to, to accomplish the, the end that you see. But in the meantime, as in a marriage, there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of gorgeous stuff that that decisive moment inspired is bringing you to the, the experience for that purpose, for right. the purpose of joy along the way, no matter what the end result is. Right. right? And, and honestly, hey, I've been married and divorced twice. The, the joy was ending the marriage. <laughs> and I mean that with complete love. Yeah meaning coming to that point in the relationship to, to go no this is yeah. what love what actual love is is letting it go mm-hmm. which okay you know that's at that point so totally and especially in relationship because you committing to something and and being willing to do your work and and show up and and step into it doesn't guarantee that the other person is going to do the same right and that's where you know, it's, it's stepping into the journey, knowing that your outcome is going to be beautiful, even if it doesn't look the way you have it projected in your mind. Exactly. I, I want to add to that in the conversation that Crystal and I had yesterday, we were talking about how, when I was an elite athlete, I never took the time to actually celebrate mm-hmm. the wins or celebrate the joy in each day. Therefore, I wasn't joyful. I wasn't happy because I didn't take the time to stop and look at it. And so going back to this, you know, finding that joy every day, it's, it's the joy lives in the moments when we can stop and be grateful for look at how beautiful that flower is, or look at how, Mm -hmm. look at my kids and how, look at how much they've grown and how brilliant they are and the amazing things Mm -hmm. that they're doing, or look at look at how blessed I am that I live in a free country, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I know right. that there's some right. question things about that right now, but <laughs> yeah. it is still miles beyond where a lot of other people, what a lot of other people mm-hmm. are experiencing. And to add to that too, when it comes to relationships and, or a situation where you are only one person in a group of people, or you are only one person in a relationship of two people, it does not matter whether the other person is on board with the plan mm-hmm. or not. Right. You changing your mind and focusing on what you want will shift the relationship. <clears throat> it will shift the way they react to you because you have shifted your intention as opposed mm-hmm. to, I mean, my husband is a very intense human being. And if I chose to, I could every day be frustrated and pissed off about some of the the ways that he goes about life. Mm -hmm. However, I choose to every day look at 
what what do what's my intention what's my intention for this relationship regardless of what he chooses that day what is my intention and then that changes my reaction to if he he's frustrated about something my reaction is loving instead of being frustrated Mm -hmm. that he's frustrated or whatever my intention alone can shift our Mm -hmm. relationship we have our as an individual Mm -hmm. to shift an entire situation Mm -hmm. just based on our intention Mm -hmm. and our ability to see the beauty and the joy in and the be Mm -hmm. grateful for whatever it is that we choose to focus on Mm -hmm. therefore you know disconnecting from the problem and focusing what am I grateful for and getting into that vibrational feeling of joy gets you way farther ahead than focusing on the problem because the problem is going to be there and it's not going to go anywhere yeah taking your mind off of it for five minutes right is not gonna is not gonna make it be a worse situation Mm -hmm. well and I think what you're saying there too it helps to just bring it back full circle in the sense that the only way that we can actually experience the joy and the and the beauty of our circumstances is be present in the moment. Yeah. And so where does all the fear come from? Where does all it's the anticipation of yeah. the, Oh, the, what ifs the, Oh, this is going this way. Oh, this person is going to respond. You know, we're making assumptions. We're taking things personally, you know, mm-hmm. talk, our agreements before, right. We're in that space and we're not in the moment. So what does deep breathing do? What does meditation do when people are like, Oh, who cares? What's just like, so I call my breath for five minutes. No, but the point is when you're in the moment, then you can experience that sense of like, when I can just be present, I can see my daughter, you know, do something really amazing or see her smile or just watch her. To be honest, it could bring tears to my eyes. Just thinking about watching her in her little being do whatever she's intent doing, whether that be, you know, reading a book or, you know, coloring or, just having a conversation right. with somebody like just the awe of that little human just becoming themselves. Like it's amazing. Um, and you know, so that whole sense of we can't do it unless we are being present. We are in the moment as much as we're creating intention for things. We actually have to be experiencing it too. Yes. There's a, there's a concept to that. If you live in the past, you will feel depression. Mm-hmm. And if you live in the future, you will feel anxiety. And the only true place of calm and peace is in the present moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking about the past, there's, you know, regret or what, you know, if you've lived right. there, there's typically right. regret. And right. if you're living in the future, there's typically that anxious, like you don't know what's going to happen. There's that need to control or feel, you know, mm-hmm. be in control of something you have no control over. Right. So it is right here, right now that we really, truly have our power. Mm-hmm. So if we think about what's going on again, coming back to, um, you know, the initial part of the conversation, which is for me anyway, feeling the responsibility or not responsibility, um, a desire to help people who are in a sup- potential suppressive, oppressive environment that they've got themselves in. They can't get themselves out. They you know, and the only thing I want them to do is to be able to connect to spirit, connect to guidance, whatever that guidance asks them to do, then they're completely reliable. They're, they're trustworthy people. If they are coming from a place that is not ego fear based, 
um, mm-hmm. fight or flight, you know, they're coming from that place of contentment and joy and presence. They are a reliable human being, no matter what their choices are. So again, these are beautiful um, reminders, I will say, to help people come back to that place. And it's really that simple. It's in every moment you get a chance, check in. Hey, where am I at? Am, am I coming from this place? Am I clean? Am I clear? Am I being guided? Am I present? Am I in joy? I mean, am I in love? And man, it's really challenging when someone's pissing you off. And it's really challenging when you're scared. And it's really challenging yeah. when you stuck your, your face into the future. And you're like, oh, shit, you know, but really just encouraging. So Linda, what's another example of, of you doing that, you know, going, okay, like uh, Alana had given an example of, of making a decision, being at ease, following your intuition and, uh, and letting, you know, letting go of the outcome, but being in the process. I, I really think I'm, I'm going to go back to my relationship with my husband because it is one of the, the biggest challenges and joys in my life is mm-hmm. being married to a man who is extremely passionate about everything. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, it really, um, it really boils down to, you know, having a, a clear picture in my mind of what I, what I want, what I desire, what is my intention. Uh, mm-hmm. And then magically, if I really hold that in my heart and, and I really believe and have faith that you know anything is possible and I do um that he magically shifts like with that I don't have to say a word mm-hmm. he just magically shifts and is uh and becomes calmer and more peaceful because that energy that's coming from me is one of trust and mm-hmm. and faith and you know believing that he has the ability to do something that maybe he's not showing right in that moment but I believe that and I know mm-hmm. that he has, you know, he has the ability to do that. So that's the, the one that shines the most for me right now. That's mm-hmm. the example that is in my mind the most at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Crystal, how about you? And there's just so many. There's so <laughs> many. Um, I just want to really talk about the, the feeling that you get when you I'll I'll say when you've made the decision, but really it's not that I've made decision, the decision, I'm just in alignment with the, with the decision. You know, I'm in alignment with my soul's desire for whatever it is that I'm being guided to do. And the decision is not hard to make, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, instant. I get that feeling. This is where I'm going. It it looks like a decision, but it's not even, it's just momentum in a, in a direction, but there's an extreme confidence there's a knowing it's not even a thought there's a knowing Mm -hmm. around that decisive point that moves you forward and I think what what I get excited about when I feel that is I really like to describe it to myself I'm like okay I feel that now what does it look like because after I feel that decisiveness I know what's coming next is the details Mm -hmm. I know what's coming next is the action Mm-hmm. So when I feel that decisive, okay, this is the direction, here's where the obsessive compulsive uh, sort of atypical crystal comes out and goes, okay, I know that de- I know I'm going to be guided with the details and guided with the direction and where I'm supposed to go. One of the hardest parts about that, I'll have to say, is that 
when when we are in that space with such confidence in that decision and it goes against the grain it goes against what other people what society thinks what family thinks what makes you look like you're crazy mm-hmm. I've really learned to be okay with that I, I it, you know years years ago mm-hmm. when I was younger I was like man I got I got protective and kind of kept it to myself because I didn't want to be judged for the judged or alienated or whatever for the decisions I was making Mm -hmm. but as I've grown in to come come to know what comes from that like the gorgeous experience of life often that comes from that and the feeling of ease in the decisions and the momentum and the and the actions I'm like yeah whatever I don't care who thinks I'm crazy I don't care if Mm -hmm. it makes any sense I actually can't I just trust it and then and then I look at everybody going hey you just got to trust me because I'm just going with it, <laughs> you know? Well, and I think, so let's talk about, let's dig into that a little bit, because I think I agree with you when you do come to that space of making that decision and trusting it, which means you have to be willing to trust yourself, trust that process. And that is a developed character, especially if there's been times where you feel like you've made the best intention and maybe it didn't work out. So, you know, it's, it's actually truly trusting yourself. But my question is, what happens when there's confusion? Like, let's say you're faced with a decision, whether that be what's going on right now in the world. How do you participate in it? How do you show up? Do you be here? Do you not be here? You know, do you stay in this occupation? Do you not? Do you a relationship or whatever it might be? What happens when your intention is, I want to make a choice? Because I've been here too, you know, where there's like, hmm, confusion. So you know, in, in my perspective, and I can give you up, you know, where I come at from that. But I think that's where a lot of times people hit roadblocks is, is confusion. It's like where it's like, ah, oh, this seems right. Then this seems right. I mean, and when I look at things, like when I, I go to God and, you know, what do I do here? You know, I think that the reality is we can get three answers. <laughs> yes, no, and not yet. Meaning, okay, so yeah, totally. Go ahead. Um, the reality is sometimes there is a timing element and that if we're not getting clarity on something, maybe we don't have enough information yet. Maybe the circumstance hasn't showed up yet, whatever that might be. But I also think when there's confusion more often than not, we're allowing other people's opinions to um, maybe take more weight than, than our own. And, or we are, not just not trusting, but I think it's like, um, we're not necessarily being honest with ourselves. Like sometimes I think, you know, we believe a certain story in our heart because it's convenient, it's comfortable, it's familiar, it's acceptable. But if we're really truly honest with ourselves, our heart knows what we want, but that's scary sometimes because it might mean changing our life somehow, mm-hmm. right? So then we like, oh, I'm confused. I don't know what the answer is. When in fact we do know, but we're sometimes just too afraid to admit it to ourselves. Like sometimes that's where the quiet comes in to just like, okay, just be truthful with myself. What uh-huh. do I really want? You mm-hmm. hit it. You hit it right on the head. I really love how you decided you divided that into three different answers because it's literally that's exactly it every single time. Yes, no, or not right now. And it's a exact exactly that that's a Linda ism exactly she <laughs> says exactly with an ed not a 
It's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I say exactly, it reminds me of her. I don't say it. Yes. Like <laughs> um, is, but when you go back to how do you decide, Alana, here's where a lot of people have yet to do is really cultivate the feeling in their body and the feeling in their mind and their soul as to the yes answer. Mm-hmm. So when you go to yes, no, not right now, there's always a yes answer. Is it right? Is it right now? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Is it no? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Is it yes? Yes or no? And the answer to that is an absolute obvious feeling when we cultivate that feeling and practice mm-hmm. that feeling and trust that feeling, uh, the guidance, the intuition, the psychic ability, the whatever, mm-hmm. you know it, you know it. So in the knowing, it's the courage, especially when it goes against the grain, especially when it's like, hey, I need to, the confusion, let's say example, for an example is, do I go, do I leave Canada, do I not? Mm-hmm. Um, the absolute answer is there. Let's say it's yes, but that uproots a whole bunch of things. At this point in somebody's life, mm-hmm. that changes the things drastically, whatever. But if the answer is yes, and you don't follow that, you get pummeled mm-hmm. over and over and over again until that you follow it. Right. And but it's it's easy an easy answer. Is it? Yeah. Well, (laughs) and the reason why I say that is because when people are in anxiety, there is an impatience that Mm -hmm. comes with that where you ask the question and the impatience comes from, I I need an answer. I need an answer. I need an answer. So any, for some people, anything can be an answer because they need an answer so badly that that's where some of the confusion comes from and I think it's important to remind people that on a soul level we are all okay Mm -hmm. no matter what happens to us Mm -hmm. on this earth or in this physical experience we are all Mm -hmm. safe and we are all Mm -hmm. okay and the lie is that we aren't Mm -hmm. and getting people to just tap into that like trying not to be it's like that that right. real truth of no matter what your faith is right your belief is that no matter what right I am I am okay there may be some physical discomfort there may be some you know maybe right. things won't go the way that I really wanted them to go or whatever we're all okay and then from there that can relieve potentially some of that anxiety and that lack of patience for the direction of you know right. the answer the, for the answer that you're searching for is like should I leave should I not should I this should I that it's okay if I'm okay no matter what I choose if I'm right. okay no matter what I choose it's easier to hear the answer even if it's a scary answer or a you know an right. uncomfortable answer or whatever yes yeah. a perfect example I'll give you for me recently is um last spring I was in a relationship and there was children involved there was family involved there was friends involved and then we pursued a a direction to give some options for our friends and family to be able to have options and choice to leave Canada so we went to Panama and got a residency there in the meantime within from the time July August September 
um, rolled around, there was a lot of things massively changed. Okay. But more, most importantly, I think at the time for me was there was a lot of significant and close people in my life that just uprooted and moved to another country. Like they just literally in less than two weeks sold all their stuff and left. And they're all quite influential people in my life. And they're all quite, you know, uh, they have a lot of power and direction and control, not control, but I'd say influence. And they're all looking at me going, Crystal, are you coming? Are you coming? Are you coming? Are you leaving? Are you leaving? Are you leaving? And I'm looking at all these people that potentially could have lots of influence over a lot of people. And I'm like, no, no, it's not right for me right now. You know, mm-hmm. and as much as that there could have been a lot of justified reasons to do it, it wasn't right for me at that time. And I, you know, just came back into who am I? Where am I coming from? I'm not, okay, I have to disregard the mm-hmm. external things going on in my life and really just check in, breathe, ground, meditate, right. come out of that, come, come out of their anxiety, come out of my anxiety, come out of the pressure. So that I could tap into the, the true understanding and knowing. And and from that place, it's not hard to choose. Like, nope, may not look like what everybody else is doing, but I'm I know I'm not supposed to go. Oops, you know? Mm-hmm. And, or whatever, right? So I think helping people to really cultivate that talent is where we I think is a huge I'm inspired to to really help people come into that. First of all, practicing it on my own regularly so that I constantly have an experience of it but also teaching people how to really just come into that place of peacefulness so they can make those choices for themselves and I think I mean all of you know that sense of trust that you know removing the clutter the you know the stories we're telling ourselves getting truthful with ourselves that's all relevant and and I think can really help to bring a sense of you know, when I think about, you know, like you said, you know, when you have the answer, because it brings peace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll say the opposite. If you don't know where it brings the peace, where's the anxiety come? If I say, okay, you made that decision. How do you feel? I'm yeah. like, oh man, I feel anxious. All right. Well, that tells you something, you know, if, if you have a magic wand and you, if you can just imagine your life making that choice, do you feel a sense of like, you've let go and there's a, a, a piece that, that comes over you or does it bring anxiety because it brings anxiety even if logically you think it's the right answer it's it's not in alignment and so then really needing to ask yourself what is that about where is that coming from and when we're willing to you know kind of step into that and and start getting familiar with what that looks like because I, I think a lot of times we always look for external validation or confirmation of our choices and so we over our own like we're not spending enough time connecting into what's you know what we really want mm-hmm. by you know it's like you know and I think um I mean I see it every day like you know that's patients want to have that confirmation I'm on the right track I'm making the right decisions and the reality is you know the biggest thing is people are afraid to make a mistake mm-hmm. And and what is a mistake? I mean, truthfully, sometimes the, you know, what we call a mistake was actually our greatest success. Actually, thought of something, it moved us towards something. So what is a mistake? Exactly. If we take that idea of a mistake, like right off the table, that there is no such thing as a mistake. 
and that it's a choice and you're allowed to change your mind. I mean, if you step into something and then six months later, you know, the world reveals to you that actually this path would be better or this path, you know, we could take this step or we could, mm-hmm. you're allowed to change. Like, I think yeah, people are so absolutely. afraid. Well, if I make that decision, it's not the right one, then change your mind. It's not yeah. like, you have to, like, that's it. You made that choice. You're stuck with it for the rest of your life. <laughs> True. You know? Yeah. So I think giving yourself a little bit of grace and ease to know that it's okay to, to recognize that there is no, like it, you know, there's a difference between a morality of right and wrong versus is this the best choice for me? I mean, I think most people have an, you know, should I, you know, where I'm talking like, should I steal? Should I murder? Like, you know, most of us have an, an essence of like, if that's harming someone else, like a, a morality of right and wrong, right? Versus is this the wisest choice for me? A lot of times we're not choosing between a right and wrong or a good or a bad. We're choosing between two things that both are bad. Both seem they have pros and cons. So then it's like, this is what wisdom's about. What's the best right. decision for your life right now, based on the circumstances you're in, the situation, the people you're involved in, like what's like, the decision I'd make today will be different 10 years from now when my kids aren't at home anymore. So that's wisdom. And we, we, we learn that as we get older, like, Oh, I've been there. Did not wasn't, you know, there's decisions I made when I was 25. I would not make today <laughs> because that's, I didn't have the wisdom, but <laughs> that's the whole thing of trusting our decision-making. You know, again, it's not always, like, it's easy if it's a black and white decision, but what happens when it's like, well, there's, there's pros and cons to both. That's when it's, you know, using those tools, like, where's the peace? You know, what brings me more anxiety? What's the wisest decision, not just for what my whole life is, but for my life right now, the circumstances mm-hmm. I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing uh, that life could change you in a different direction, even if you make that decision. Very true. But it's always the, it's always the correct, dis- correct always. direction, always the correct direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely know that life is getting way easier with that wisdom. That's for sure. <laughs> Man. A know, lot less resistance. Would have been a lot nicer in my twenties to have this wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> However, a lot of the crazy choices that I made then have brought me to where I am now. So it's, you know, exactly. <laughs> I, I agree with that too. I don't, I don't look back and think, yeah. uh, could, but it should, I think, uh, that, that was some character building there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I am who I am today because of what I've been through. Not, not because it defines me, but because it helps me frame the way I see the world. Mm-hmm. True. Although I'm going to actually just make sure that this is what also I think people do is they, they use that statement as, uh, let's say grace or relief to continue to create bullshit in their life so that they, you know, so the hard part for me is I hear we, we do that. We like, Oh, well, if I didn't go through what I went through, then I wouldn't be who I am today. But for me moving forward, I'm definitely not interested in needing to create all the bullshit currently. Mm -hmm. So I can say, well, it's, you know, it's, making me who I am in the future and I can look back and whatever. I think there's a, 
there's, uh, I don't know. I just want to really encourage people to not need suffering, not need sabotage, not need a whole bunch of challenge, not need to be beat up in life to actually Mm -hmm. recognize there's life can be easy. Life Mm -hmm. can, you can, you can hear the gifts. If you listen, like I, I had this relationship with God back in my, when I was 30, I decided we'll get into this in a podcast at one point or another, but I uh, made some decisions at that point to stop or to start listening to the whispers instead of, instead of needing to be smacked. <laughs> I'm like, fine, I'll listen. Fine, I'll listen. I'll listen. The you know? message gets louder and louder and right? louder. <laughs> so I don't give myself the excuse as to, hey, I, got, I went through that challenge and that hardship and whatever to be able to come through the other side. No, I'm open to life doesn't have to have those massive hardships mm-hmm. and challenges and whatever. And I guess that's, also a good example of why I have to just be okay with here I am in Hawaii with my gorgeous amazing friend who's incredibly supportive and I'm completely supported by you and you guys back home and I'm and life's good mm-hmm. life's life for me is is a, a great representation of ease and joy and happiness and mm-hmm. and and I don't need bullshit to get myself here I don't need mm-hmm. to have challenges no, and again, there's stuff that I'm working on. There's stuff that there's there's good stuff that I'm still in front of, mm-hmm. but it's not hard stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's what Linda's talking about too is um, not bringing your present or your past into your present. I mean, mm-hmm. you can look back at your past and think, "Hey, I learned from that, and there was purpose in it. Not a reason, but a purpose. Like I've I've grown from it." Versus. Mm-hmm. I went through this and now this is my excuse for living in this and continuing yeah, to perpetuate, right? I mean, there's a, there's a, our past is our past. It's just a part of who we are and what we've been through. But it, I understand the wanting to clarify because you're right. I think sometimes people take, um, take that as like a, okay, so now I'm justified to be in this space continually. Mm-hmm. Continually. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, in the moment I recognize the past, but I'm not going to perpetuate that in the future just to give my, mm-hmm. myself an excuse. But, yeah, it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't have to continue to yeah. be that way. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's part of learning the lessons or hearing the messages that are be sent, right. being sent to us. Is, you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't really have to be hard. Can I make a suggestion? Absolutely. Um, so, so we're talking about you know, not living in this place of anxiety and, and bring, you know, feeling peace. So can we each give an example of how we do that? for ourselves mm-hmm. and and I I'll, I'll start because I think yeah. there's a lot of people that they feel so much anxiety they just don't know where to start and they're like I try to meditate but I can't I hate mm-hmm. the sound of this girl's voice or you know I can't get all these thoughts yeah. around in my mind or whatever so for me um I'm a certified yoga instructor and one of the things that I've learned is some breathing techniques and there's one particular breathing technique um they they call it whiskey breath <laughs> and the reason they call it that is because it's it makes you a little bit sleepy. It makes you feel calm. It actually calms your nervous system. It brings you from a sympathetic nervous system actually to a parasympathetic mm-hmm. nervous system without having to change your mind, your thoughts, or anything like that. You can actually physically change how your body is reacting in that fight or flight. And what that looks like is you inhale for a count of four, mm-hmm. and then you exhale for a count of eight. And you do that 
10 times. So it'd be inhaling for four seconds and then exhaling for eight seconds. And what that does is it actually will calm your nervous system. And you can add a mantra to that. That is, you know, you could do mm-hmm. Pono or mm-hmm. you could do, you know, I do not, I don't need to perform to be lovable or whatever that looks like for mm-hmm. you. But for me, it, for me, it's typically, I, you know, I am not the, um, the sum of all my, my performance or, you know, I, I am lovable without doing anything just because. Mm -hmm. And so inhaling for that count of four, exhaling for that count of eight. And after about 10 breaths, you can actually like your heart rate will be lower. Mm -hmm. Your body will be feeling in a different state and you have a clearer ability to think more clearly, not coming from a place of anxiety. Mm -hmm. What would be yours, Crystal? I'm going to let Alana go first because I'm trying to think of mine. Well, so one of the things that I did from a practical perspective is change my work schedule. So I've changed my work schedule several times, but one of the key things that I've done in the last year in a bit is I changed where I start my day at 10 o'clock, which I'm not a morning person. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, and when I would work at nine and there was even years that I worked at eight, um, honestly, it was a rat race. So I start in the morning, you're getting the kids ready, you're getting out the door, you get at work, you're like you're getting right in and then you're, you know, you're running all day at work. And I didn't like, it would be come home, do dinner. And I would breathe for the first time at like eight or nine o'clock at night when my kids went to bed and I'm like, I can't exist like this. So I was like, I create my own schedule. Like, what am I doing? So I, I made the decision to, to start my day at 10 and I, you know, it was a bit of a slow increment. I was nine, then nine 30, nine 45, then it's 10. And now I'm like, okay, it's 10, which means I have an opportunity to get up in the morning. I can see my, my kids out the door, you know, they go to school. Then I have, you know, an hour and a half to myself in the morning to get ready to exercise. I typically will do some form of um, either deep breathing I'll, you know, meditate in the sauna. I'll do something for myself that I'm starting the day on a slower pace, right? So that I'm creating that intention and my breathing, I've done lots of different. And I think there's, I mean, the cool thing about breath is there's many different techniques and ways and finding the way that resonates. And so I explored a little bit with the technique of Wim Hof, which you probably Mm -hmm. heard of. And I liked that you know, when you went into that space and then you went into the breath hold, I could really feel my body. Cause I think one of some of the things that we all struggle with, and I know I do is when you're busy, you don't feel actually like feel your body physically, the presence of your body, like get into your skin. Right. So when I did the Wim Hof and now I just do my own, I put on some meditation music or I'll usually do three sets and I'll count the first time I'll do 30. Um, so it's like a, it's a kind of a rapid inhalation, like you're breathing in with intention. So it's a full breath in and then a like a forceful exhalation. And I'll start the first round with 30 set or 30 breaths, then 40 breaths, then 50 breaths. And after each time I'll do a breath hold. So I'll breathe in and I'll hold. And I don't count how long I hold for. I just hold until my body feels like it wants to breathe. And so that might be a minute, two minutes, three minutes, whatever I can get to. Um, I don't force it and it just helps me get really present with my body. And then I feel after I go through that, the three sets of breathing, and then I can really go into a place of meditation 
because my body is in a super parasympathetic state. I'm relaxed. I'm open. I'm usually laying on my bolster with my chest open, heart open. And I just can, I can find be in that space. Sometimes when you're busy, it's hard to just jump into a meditation. So Mm -hmm. I think using your breath to get you to that space can be really, really helpful. Um, and so that's what I've been doing more consistently and, and it changes my day mm-hmm. completely changes how I participate in the day, how rushed my day feels, you know, how on time I am with, I am with things makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's for me, that was a big part of carving out time so that I could do that. And, and I had to be intentional with when I was going to do that because I couldn't do it at night because I was too tired. And I couldn't do it, you know, I couldn't get up at five or six in the morning because I, then my sleep suffers and then I get exhausted. So it was actually like being truthful for myself of like, look, I'm not like, I can't get myself up at six in the morning to do all these things. So I'm going to honor what time I'm already getting up, which is seven, seven thirty, And I'm just going to have to create some space for me to, to be able to do it on those days. Hmm. So it's been good. How about you? The, uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm gonna say that uh, I'll I'll finish finish off uh, my contribution to this part of the mm-hmm. podcast. But we're as as I know, all three of us could do, and I'm excited. At one point, that we're all gonna be in one spot at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have a feeling. Uh, but um, we'll wrap up the podcast here mm-hmm. after I'm finished. Um, for me. Now, so remind me what you guys are talking about. You're talking about getting yourself into a parasympathetic state. Getting yeah, in the so present. When you're, yeah, when you're feeling anxious in that moment, what tools do you use to bring yourself back to a place of feeling calm? So you can achieve the things that we're talking about today, being mm-hmm. present, being mm-hmm. being um, inspired, being connected, mm-hmm. being... So you can hear the answer. Yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. Aloneness, aloneness in mm-hmm. nature. So for me, you know, breathing is a different topic because I've had digestive issues for a long time and I have, you know, sometimes a hard time breathing. But, and it actually brings me more anxiety to try because it hurts or it had hurt at one point or another. Um, but honestly, my whole life has been some sort of physical exertion in nature has just grounded me completely. Like I, I get, I get away from people. I, I need to be alone. Um, if I can go for, do something physical, a hike or, or, or yoga or something where that I'm able to be close to water, trees, ocean, lakes. I mean, don't get me started on wake surfing, but mm-hmm. that kind of stuff brings me back into joy, peacefulness, presence, ease. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, it is being alone. I can't do it. I can't, there's no, like, I definitely recharge with aloneness for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then journaling, like I got to write it down. I can't just think about it. I got to write it down. If I write it down, I let it go. That brings me that, let that lets me let it go. You know, I just write it down, let it go. And mm-hmm. that's, that's it for me. Um, the other thing that really brings me peacefulness is consistency even though I have a life that is often variable and, and dynamic um, when I need to get back to feeling peaceful, I create some sort of rhythm and consistency in my life routine that helps, routine that helps me feel safe. 
is a good a good uh, a good way to explain it. But those are some of the things that I do, um, and it's not one specific thing. I mean, when I was younger, I used to really enjoy punching people. That was <laughs> kicking people, you know. That was really great, really. <laughs> In nature, yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining combining oh, no. all of these things: so breathing, breathing deeply while punching and kicking <laughs> someone out in nature right. oh my um, that'd be amazing and then doing Wim Hof and <laughs> yes jumping in a pool of cold water not doing it until 10 a.m right yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it right. out sounds good and hopefully the person you're punching is is okay with it <laughs> <laughs> they'd be allowed to be punching back yeah, in a room somewhere it. yeah <laughs> I love you girls yes, I love you girls awesome. what a gift what a massive gift mm. to be First of all, all in one conversation. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so, this has been a huge thing for me to bring my tribe together and the minds together, the spirit together, the insight together and to mm-hmm. contribute however that looks like just so much fun yeah. just being in it, just being in the conversation. Is so Thank you, fun. Linda, so much for um, your insight and, and the topic and the conversation. Really honored to have you as part of our as our guests on our show. And it's been a, I mean, it's such a, it's a blessing. I mean, this is a, this is a real passion, joy, fun, um, inspired uh, process that we're in right now. And so, you know, that's the whole thing. We just want to encourage other people to, to rise up and in their own existence, however that looks and elevate and we got to rise above. Right. So thank you. I am so, uh, I'm so happy to be able to have been a part of it in any way. And uh, just thank you so much for letting me talk.